0: And welcome back, fans, to High School Sunday. This is your host, David Wright, along with Buzz Frank. Kevin Cole is on assignment. Um, he actually crossed over the border, taking his life in his own hands, crossing the old uh, Kennedy Bridge, Buzz. There for the uh, grand opening of that Krispy Kreme over there.
1: Well, yeah, that uh, I've been by that Krispy Kreme. It's right out in front of the new Menards over there. So there's a lot going on over there, and it's nice to see some love for the old goats over in uh,
0: Southern Indiana. That, that just shows you the internet's worldwide. That's right. Not just in Kentucky; everywhere. It even it even
1: <laughs> finds Indiana. It does even <laughs> finds the
0: remote <laughs> sections of Southern Indiana. At one time, it was the Northwest Territory. That's yeah, right. The, the Great American Frontier. The only <laughs> reason I bring that up, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to switch into college football for a minute. That Michigan-Michigan State game, uh, they played for the Paul Bunyan, yeah, trophy.
1: So, just what it an incredible there. finish uh, on that on that game. I'm sure that's going to be replayed on Sports Center and all those other kind of shows for for weeks, months, years, whatever. And uh, what a Disheartening way to go uh for the Wolverines, but certainly for the Spartans, you know. I, and, and you know, we talked Friday night on the game that you gotta play till the end of the game and, and you don't give up and that's a case in point right there. That game was Michigan's to lose and they found a way.
0: They found <laughs> they found a way to lose. <laughs> and we can cross over to baseball. What's what's Oh the, Yogi Berra, yeah, it ain't yeah, over till, till it's, it's over.
1: What did they do? They snatched defeat from the, the jaws, jaws of, of victory.
0: victory. Oh, <laughs> Of course, uh, Manuel has a tie to both of those universities, Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah. But but more recent years, more Michigan State than Mm -hmm. Michigan. But uh, the name Ray Bear will live on forever.
1: That's for sure. I I think on the Michigan State side, of course, you can't forget that Sherman Lewis went there from here. But then also uh, – Fellow who, uh, when I was a sophomore, was a senior. Franklin Foreman went up there and played. Steve Smith, a running back, oh, from yes. a little a few years later, went up there and played. Big so, Ten
0: MVP. Yeah,
1: number of uh, Crimsons have gone on to. Preston Gray. Preston Gray went up there for a couple of years before he finished out at the University of Louisville. So uh, a number of tremendous Manual Crimsons have gone on to uh, play with the Spartans.
0: So that's our that's our tie to a Green team. Yes, sir. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> probably the only one we want. Well, there was a lot of good football this week. Yeah, there and, were. And, and some mismatches that need to be played out. And we'll talk about that right off the bat. Trinity, 42, Seneca nothing. Hey, hats off to the Shamrocks for those pink jerseys. <laughs> Susan B. Coleman. I mean, that's yeah, a nice, nice touch. There. It they is a nice out touch. They with the pink jerseys. And uh, they, they, uh, they played a really overmanned Seneca team, 42 to nothing. It looks like they did everything they could to call off the – the yeah I, I, as I w- soon as possible
1: i think they had the running clock going in at the by the end of the first quarter in fact so it, yeah. it was uh yeah i'm sure that they did and, and you know we can discuss this a little bit more as we go but how do how do these kind of games get you ready for the playoffs you know if if you if you play your starters the whole game because they need the game style conditioning but now you're running up the score if you pull your quarters after the fir- your starters after the first quarter now, all right, now you're being good sports, but when you need those guys in the fourth quarter. Are they ready to or go? Are they going to be ready in a big, important playoff
0: game? Yeah, Coach uh, Wolf at Mail, and I did get the chance. I didn't know they were broadcasting these games on uh, local cable, but I got a chance to watch the majority of the St. X-Mail game, and he had said afterwards that, hey, this is one of the few times we'd been pushed to the, to the wall. Yeah, that, they quoted
1: that, in the, quoted that in the paper today that he had a lot of guys cramping up, and so the, their depth helped carry them in that
0: game. Well, here's uh, and and I know my weight, my word doesn't carry much weight around the football world, but uh, my nomination for coach of the year is Josh Abel out at Fern Creek.
1: Boy, he's done a tremendous job with the with the Tigers out there, and I know on the way home uh, the other night I was listening to the uh, KHSAA show on seven ninety AM, and they were talking about the how tough five A was this year with the normal traditional five A powers. Along with the, uh, of course, Highlands was brought up, even though they're having what would be a down year for them. And uh, the coach that they were interviewing said, let's not forget about Fern Creek. They are really strong. And the Tigers, uh, who have dropped to Class 5A this year, I think are going to have a say in who wins the
0: 5A championship this year. I totally agree. And uh, I know our friends out there at Fern Creek won't like this, but – this season I'm glad they're in five eight, seven, six. Yeah. Eight. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see a rematch that boy, of course the only loss Fern Creek was at the hand of the Manual Crimsons, but boy, that was a fight out there. There that's a great team.
1: Yeah, they really feel like that they that they let one get away out there.
0: Yeah. So good luck to them the rest play. Forty one nothing over Iroquois. Iroquois yep. is taking a step back after having major success last year, but That's right. Well we hope typical the, of many high Schools, schools that have to know, reload.
1: One, one, one or two good years,
0: and then you have to start over again. And it was Christian Academy of Louisville, 35, Shawnee, nothing. I think they probably it did the same, same thing, thing Trinity
1: did with Seneca, that they uh, quieted things up after getting a big early lead.
0: I'll, I'll just say this about Shawnee. You know, a lot of times when you field a team and you finish a season, that's a great success. And yeah. a lot of people will sneer and say, no, it's not. No, really. Sometimes these t- t- schools are so uh, – they're so up against the wall, you know. Numbers wise, yeah. there's a lot of other things. It's some, It's just a major accomplishment getting a team to show up and finish a game shows a lot of character for the kids that play.
1: Of all the of all the sports that are out there, um, probably the two that are most number oriented would be football and competitive cheerleading. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. That <laughs> I mean,
1: true. Uh, yeah, fans. I know that kind of had some joke connotations to it, but stop and look. Uh, when you look at your sports teams around your school, uh, what other what other teams have more players than the football team? And then your cheerleaders. I mean, it seems like every team
0: there's there's Multiple. more cheerleaders
1: on the field than there are fans in the stands. Sometimes
0: I remember a uh, guy, and this goes back ten well more than that many years ago. My daughter was a cheerleader at Baniel. There was actually more cheerleaders on the sideline than Ercoy had players yeah. in uniform. Yeah. Which says a lot about uh, cheerleading programs. That's, that's my point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you just made it you for know, me. Oh, yeah. Well, Fairdale, 32, Doss, 20. Kevin's not here to give us all the particulars of this game, but this is a, uh, a rivalry game Then like after last yep. year's miraculous playoff finish. Wow, you, you thought the Dragons might have been ready for a little revenge against Fairdale, but a little too strong.
1: Yeah, and, and Fairdale quietly, again, they had kind of a rough start as they – Moved up to five A. Is that right? Right. This year, yeah. And, and where Fern Creek came down, Fairdale moved up. Fairdale had a bit of a rough start, but they certainly are on the right track, and I, I think adding some momentum into the
0: playoffs. I think uh, we're looking somewhere for a second or third round, maybe rematch of Fairdale Fern Creek.
1: Yeah, that that would be an interesting game to see.
0: Desales forty eight, Washington County nothing. Well, not much to say about that one no. other than the Colts are the Colts, and they just keep yep. on rolling.
1: And they still have a good shot at a Class 2A championship, two-time defending champions in that class.
0: And Kentucky Country Day, 55 eminent six. That's very small school football, but KCD.
1: Bounce-back uh, win for those guys. They lost last week.
0: And Southern 34, Atherton 12. Uh, another um, 5A matchup.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's one where – Atherton has put up some points this year and has played some pretty good football, but uh, probably a get-well win for the Trojans in this one.
0: And Shelby County, boy, this was I'd, – I'd like to have seen this game replayed yeah. somewhere. Shelby County, 42, Spencer County, 28. The new kids on the block, as I call them, they had not been playing football that long, but they were undefeated on the season, putting up some huge numbers on offense. And those Shelby County Rockets – we, we've talked about our uh, our short-lived series with yeah. the Rockets going back to the 07 and 08 seasons. Right. They know how to ring, <laughs> ring the cash register. Oh, yeah.
1: And and they put up 42, and Spencer only got 28. I know that's way below their average on the season. And uh, I have a feeling that these teams may meet again in the playoffs, and, and I wouldn't count Spencer County out. They've certainly – put together a nice season, and that is their first loss. I've been
0: charting that district race over there. You've got Shelby County, Spencer County, and Franklin County. That's right. Is another toughie um, and another 5A league. Yep. I mean, a district. So uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of good football, and some teams are going to pack it up very early.
1: Speaking of Franklin County, a quick little trivia thing. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago about the passing of Coach Jim Vessel, who had been a head coach at Manuel, a, a quite a long-time assistant coach was actually on the first staff at Trinity uh, along with Coach Paul Gehring and then wound up at Franklin County for a year or two before he came back here to Jefferson County and got to Manuel.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So that's where they, the seeds of success for, for Franklin County was. Uh, planted with Coach Vessel, Vessel long, way back in the uh,
1: early 60s.
0: And I think uh, Franklin County, I don't know their mascot, but I think they're orange. If I was at Frankfurt? it's orange.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about either one of them. We'll see if any of our fans know. They can drop us a note at Old Goat Radio at twc.com.
0: Shelby County. Uh, just a few short seasons ago, they were they were uh, decimated with the opening of Collins, and uh, but it looks like the Rockets have uh, recovered from that and doing quite well. And you've got uh, oh, here's was was a big big game, and a lot of people thought, well, we'll find out how good St. X is. Mail 27. Saint X twenty four, five turnovers by the Bulldogs is what I've been reading for the last forty eight hours. That they're they're uh, they're very susceptible. But then again, I looked at the the all the stats and Saint X turned it over three times themselves.
1: Well, and you know we we saw Saint X the week before play a good defense against Manuel, keep them shut out till very really? late in the game yeah, when yeah. it was really already decided. And so. Mail turning it over five times kept this game closer. Sanex actually used their defense to score a couple of their touchdowns. So um, uh, you know, I know no coaches, and I certainly don't agree in uh, moral victories. A loss is a loss. Mm-hmm. And, and, but Sanex certainly played male closer than anybody else this year. and if you only if you're only down by three, you can say you're in position to win. Got to be a confidence builder to know that they can go toe to toe with the Bulldogs if they happen to meet again in the playoffs, which is not a given, uh, for sure.
0: But uh, it, another thing that will go in the Tigers' favor if that does happen, or a Trinity, or Emmanuel, whoever faces Mail in November, uh, a passing-oriented team will have a harder time in colder climate. That's true. And if you add a little water into the mix, it makes for a, <laughs> it's a whole different <laughs> yeah. ball game. Uh, and I can reference the uh, 13 season with mail uh, hosting the uh, Scott County Cardinals <laughs> on a cold, misty right. night. That changed everything. Was the uh, weather conditions? Well, Eastern they have quietly put together a nice season. Uh, they beat Butler 28 to 26, four and four on the year. So the Eagles on the on the upswing.
1: Kind of a surprise to me a, a little bit, I, although we know Butler's been down this season. But Eastern is putting together some good things. We'll get to see them here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, actually, we'll see them out, out in
0: Middletown. And then Central uh, pounded a good Bardstown team, 42-7. to This Central team doesn't get a lot of ink. They're quietly effective. I think they've got five state championships at the 3A level. And uh, they're 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 gearing up. I think they're going to make another nice run past uh, past Thanksgiving Day.
1: By the way, I got a note here. It looks to me like Franklin County is the Eagles, Dave, and they uh, their colors look more like blue and gold.
0: Okay, okay. Thanks for our anonymous uh, c- caller gave us that information. Franklin County Eagles, and it must be the Frankfurt P- Panthers. Or the orange team I think I'd seen them play once time one time you're probably right Collins 42 North Oldham 24 uh new new schools yeah but have a lot of success
1: both of them do and and Collins this was an important win for them over North Oldham again everybody trying to build momentum to the playoffs
0: John Harden 48 Valley 6 not surprised John Harden won yeah no. Kind of surprised by the margin because we'd heard nothing but good things about what's going on out there at Valley.
1: Plus, Valley had been putting some good numbers on the board offensively, and uh, John Harden just shut them down.
0: They, they just ran into a wall. Uh, Wagner, 60, Thomas Nelson, 14. Thomas Nelson, another new school, but Wagner. <laughs> I don't. They're not a new school, but it is certainly a new football program out yeah. there, and I I think this has been a quick 180 turnaround for the Wildcats.
1: Well, they they brought in a new coach, Jordan Johnson, that had been an assistant uh, with Dr. Lucas, both at Bryan Station and at Manual, and uh, his his call to the folks at Wagner was that it's a new day and, and a new attitude. That's not exactly the way he puts it. But also, they got some transfers in from other schools that uh, I'm sure that at least a couple of them are playing prominent roles. And you got to have athletes. But when you combine that with the opportunity, they dropped down to Class 3A this year from 4A. So you know, it's like the perfect storm kind of thing. You drop a, a, a lower class, you pick up some transfers. You've got a new coach who's not tied into the to the old ways of doing things, and it seems like things are on the uptick. For the
0: Wildcats. Being in that same district with Central, I tell you what, this is <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. They've probably played each other down through millennia many times, but this looks like it's to be the beginning of a very competitive series. Dare well, I say rivalry between the two schools.
1: And stop and think about it. Central is going to be playing um, Henry County later this coming week for the district, the, the district championship. Bardstown is also in that district who bumped up from 2A to 3A. And Bardstown beat Wagner earlier in the season. So you've got four pretty solid teams in there, and it's more than a four-team district. So you got some good – and I remember in the preseason that that Wagner was picked last in this district and was not going to make the playoffs. And I think that the Wildcats – um, I think they may have notched
0: uh, a district win number two, so I yeah, think they may I have clinched. I think they're going to be in it, I believe. It's one of those deals where a, a fourth place is as good as a second place and a third is as good as a one. Yeah. Depending on who they're matched up, uh, what district they're matched up with out in the state. But uh, I like all four teams. I like what I all agree. four teams are doing. Okay, Nelson County beat Oldham County 18-7. to Boy, tough year for the Cardinals. Just, a, just one of their better years. And yep. Henry County, we just spoke of them, got a big district win over the more Mustangs. And the Mustangs are, are a competitive team, but they're, again, they're in that tough district with Central, uh, Wagner, and the rest of that bunch.
1: I got a correction, too, Dave, uh, uh, another anonymous note here uh, that actually, even though it looks like an Eagle mascot, that uh, actually Franklin County is the
0: Flyers. Oh, the Franklin County Flyers. Yeah. Interesting to see where that name originated yeah, from. That uh, So if you know, drop us a note at Old Goat Radio at TWC.com. I didn't realize we had so many <laughs> listeners <laughs> yeah, out in the well, Frankfurt area. Of course, well, we, <laughs> we do reach worldwide. worldwide. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those deals where that is the state capital, yeah. and we're probably being monitored by some type yeah. of state agency. <laughs> and, it, and it's
1: not surprising that people who listen to our show want to remain
0: anonymous. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. true. That's true. <laughs> What kind of nerd are you that you listen <laughs> so to the, the old goats? goats. <laughs> and Kevin's not even he, there. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm walking out of the game Friday night. Some kid said, "You guys are worse than the minions." <laughs> Where's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: By the oh. way, I was at the zoo yesterday, and I got my picture taken behind the minion board where you stick your head oh, through the yeah. little hole. Oh, yeah. that'd be great for yeah. the website. I'll have to. Uh, hopefully, I'll be getting it soon.
0: It was Holy Cross thirty. We were just talking about Frankfurt and thirty for Holy Cross zip for Frankfurt. That's another one A district, and uh, you know Holy Cross. Yeah, the closest team they've got in their district is KCD, and that's across town. But they got to play somewhere. Yep. So the Panthers are putting. Excuse me. The Cougars are putting together a pretty decent year. Western forty two Breckenridge County twelve another district game, but that's. A long bus ride between uh, schools.
1: Yeah, if you look as the crow flies, it's really not that far. But the, yeah. if, the, if the crow's got to take the roads it takes to get between Western yeah. and Breck yeah. County, you got a long way.
0: Yeah, you might want to get a head start there. You've got Dixie Highway, then you've got Highway 60. Just depend- And just a few weeks ago, I was on Highway 60 on a Friday afternoon, and it was the Highway 60 <laughs> yard sale, yeah. which started somewhere around Dixie Highway, and they said it led all the way down to Paducah. It was a two hundred yard, a two hundred mile long yard sale, and you're talking about traffic was a mess on that two lane blacktop. Boy, oh, I'll bet it was. Wow. Well, congrats to the Warriors. We seen them earlier in the year,
1: and yes, Dave, we did get another note. <laughs> this this Frankfurt Franklin County deal. Uh, they are the Panthers at Frankfort High School, and it and orange is one of their colors. So, and I'm glad everybody cleared that up for us.
0: I guess there's some kind of rivalry between Frank. It must be, it must be a household listening. They've got alums from both schools, and, and
1: they they have have invited the old goats to come down. Oh wait, they said we'd like for the old goats to go visit Lexington. Oh, they they don't want oh. us, don't want us in
0: Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been huh. many years since the Crimson's have visited uh, the Lexington area. Yeah. Well, it goes back a long ways, and down, down from the beginning of time, Manuel has not played many football games against Lexington schools. You're right. If anybody can remember the last time, drop us a note at old goat Radio at TWC.com. I do know the answer.
1: Does Richmond count as Lexington area?
0: <laughs> well, it could. It could. <laughs> then I know the answer, too. <laughs> but, the, but, the clue to, but a clue to our listeners is the game was played on a neutral site. I'll go as far as give them the site. It was it was Danville in the uh, Bob Allen, oh there you go, Pigskin Classic kickoff game. So we'll leave that one at there. Uh, Ballard, forty three J Town seven. You kind of expected this.
1: Yeah, not a surprise. J Town rebuilding, and uh, I I still believe that uh, Coach Stonebreaker is doing a good job out there, and and got their attitude. They did recently beat Seneca, so uh, but still. They've got a ways to go and especially being in the district that they're in along with tough, Trinity, tough Ballard, Eastern and Seneca.
0: Yeah, they're in the, I think that J Town uh, well they didn't finish last.
1: No. They they did beat Seneca. But for so.
0: their but for their trouble yeah. <laughs> for, more than likely they're gonna have to go to Manual Mail, or Saint X. Right. Depending on how our district race shapes up for a first round playoff game. Well, this last one, I think it was the best game in in town. Manual 24, PRP 21 in overtime. Did I say manual? It's 24 to 21, manual. Yeah, 24 to 21. In overtime, boy. uh,
1: Inconceivable that the game would even go to overtime, much less manual pull out a win.
0: Yeah, and then the onsides kick before the overtime, (laughs) and then the the inexplicable uh, (laughs) field goal attempt with no time on the clock and, and a PRP calling a timeout. With no time on the clock, yeah. I have never seen anything like that. My only thing I think is the officials kept the time on the field as well, the official time,
1: and I and I think that's what happened. They were keeping the official time, and there were a couple of times where the clock ran, and the clock the clock person reset it. Now, whether he reset it exactly to where he was with what the what the officials had on the field, I don't know. But it, it what seemed to be a, a game over situation. Manuel was able to get their field goal team on and, and attempt a field goal. It went wide right. And the one thing that you don't get in high school football that you get in all these ESPN and, and network uh, college and pro games is, is an explanation from the, from field, the field with a microphone. The
0: microphone. Oh, yeah. And that would have done uh, yeah. wonders for the PRP crowd because yeah. in their mind, they're looking at us. Well, in the third quarter of the yeah. time was missing altogether which is a hindrance to the broadcast crew. There seems to be some curses going on every time we go out the PRP with electricity. We've had scoreboards blow up in playoff games. We've had people backing into telephone poles postponing football games. And Then Friday night, the the, the Hex continued with the the, uh, scoreboard. I promise, folks, I did not kick (laughs) (laughs) – We just got another note here that some people saying that I had actually kicked their uh, parkour out of the socket during the broadcast, and that was a problem. But I didn't even have a space heater there. Hey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say anything, fans, but Dave did reenact one of the scenes out of the original – Airplane airplane movie,
0: and he was holding
1: up a cord, and he said, "Just kidding.
0: We'll just leave it at that." (laughs) Their fans were not amused. No, and and
1: I wouldn't have been either. When you see a clock go down to zero, and and both teams are kind of milling around on the field, and then all of a sudden, one team is lining up to kick a field goal, and the other team's all already on the sideline, it it's tough. It was
0: a odd look when Manuel's field goal team didn't leave. Yeah, the PRP wanted to. Yeah. Get ready for overtime, right. and then the officials, two of them, jogged over underneath the goalpost, and were thinking, "Oh, this is going to happen." Yeah. Yeah. And then I said, "Just snap the ball and run. Yeah. Just snap the ball." And you wondered what would happen if they had well. To the, scrum. the
1: key there is is the officials have to whistle the ball into play, and they never did until PRP came out there. I mean, you know, two things could have happened if Manuel would have snapped the ball if they'd have called it live, uh, then. Manual either walks in and scores or, at the very least, PRP gets whistled for offsides. Uh, but, again, they hadn't blown the ball alive, so manual. And, and, and then the third thing would have been, you know, you talk about unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm not sure if you, if you wait till the other team leaves the field and then run a play if that's very sportsmanlike, but, hey, a win's a win.
0: Yeah, it, whatever happened was it looked like the body language of uh, 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 PRP's coach's name, excuse me. Uh,
1: um, oh, um Gosh, I just had it the other day, uh, Jason.
0: His name and I apologize, listeners. I really, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, we had it. I know it's Jason this is his first name.
0: Anyway, it looked like the body language between him and the official once whatever yeah. the circumstances were explained, he seemed to calm down and then promptly called time, time out. Time out. Yeah. So he must have been told that look, yeah. there is actual time on the clock. And initially, in the heat of the battle, I was saying spike the ball. But I didn't realize we didn't even get the first down, so it was fourth and two. it was fourth
1: down, yeah. Yeah, and and that's one of the speculations was, did the officials think that Manuel had made a first down so they automatically stopped the clock, which Manuel didn't. Heiser, Jason Heiser.
0: That's it, Jason Heiser. Yeah. They do a great job out there. And uh, they do a good job of putting up the old goats and (laughs) and letting us in their press box and causing major chaos. They're talking about minions. We really – (laughs) yeah, <laughs> glad these guys are gone. I bet they liked it when we weren't in their district. Well, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that was. Uh, but it certainly was an inconceivable game. With with at the end of the first half, uh, Pleasure Ridge Park scored two touchdowns in twenty point four seconds, uh, and then at the end of the game, Manuel scores a touchdown and has a chance to kick a field goal to win it at the end after yeah. recovering a, a, a muffed kickoff similar to what Pleasure Ridge Park did at the end of the first half. It was almost like mirror images there at the end of of each half.
0: And, and mm-hmm. another strange thing about the game was the first play of the second quarter, Manuel kicks a field goal. Mm-hmm. The first play of the fourth quarter, Manuel Man connects a on field a field goal. goal. It was just some real ironic things that happened in that game. But when you're down 21-10 to – Late in well, we think it was late in the third because <laughs> yeah. we didn't have a score, you're thinking, Boy, this, this is this could be the trap game that yep that looked like from the beginning of the season. When you saw a schedule, you look you've got Saint X and then you got uh PRP excuse me, you PRP and then you've got Mail, you're thinking, yeah. Boy, if you're gonna overlook a game, no disrespect to them, but those are two of the bigger manual your right. rivals, you're thinking, We better watch out with that one. And but we got them on senior night too, and that we got their best punch. Absolutely. Absolutely. They 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 hit us with everything they had but then the uh, the drive 95 yards all on the ground and that was just a gutsy performance by the whole team. Uh, I think coach Lucas Dr. Lucas had mentioned a few weeks ago when they were named team of the week team of the week on one of the local channels the strength of the team you said was the senior leadership yeah. and character. That was a character win. Well they they, they have district. shown
1: that they've come behind more than once. I thought there was one pass to the sideline in that drive it seems to me like i think you're right and the paper's wrong down, down, about that yeah i think my, the paper my nose handed
0: long. me a wrong yeah
1: there was there was one pass it we was down at about the 30 yard line of of Pleasure Ridge park where they got out of bounds and then of course the, the two-point conversion was a pass yeah at, at the end of all of that so uh, but other than that uh, what a what a tremendous game between Two teams that really wanted to win and, and the old saying they left everything on the field and I think that's true of both teams.
0: Yeah, and uh PRP Emmanuel, boy that's been there's been uh, I can think of three or four playoff not playoff games or regular season overtime games. It's just yeah. been a nail biter. Yeah. So I think they have one more game left on their schedule, but it's not this upcoming week. It's in two weeks against right. Central Yellow Jackets. That will be a damn That'll game.
1: be a really nice game, I think. Uh both of them it it will help both prepare both teams for the playoffs
0: well with Kevin's absence uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't leave much around here in the studio there's no magic eight ball there's nothing like that <laughs> we just have a docket of this week's games and uh, we'll just have to take it from there
1: there there are a couple empty pizza boxes that Kevin yeah <laughs> <has>. <laughs>
0: I don't know what we can do with that but there. that's all that's left well, this is the ninth. I guess it's week ten of the regular season, but in the regular season with the bye week added in, goes uh, eleven weeks. So this will be week ten, but there's there is an extra week of uh, football after this one. But this, for most schools, this ends the uh, the district. The district. Yeah,
1: I, I, most schools have gone to a uh, a deal where they play their uh, final district game the week before the end of the season, and I, I like it. I'm I'm sure we'll discuss the mail-manual game, and I like it for both of those schools because of giving them a week to get ready for the playoffs after uh, something as huge as that game is. It's just mentally sapping.
0: And physically sometimes, too. And then, what I understand, both manual and mail are pretty much a little bruised up. Yeah, I think you're right. race. When I'm not going to speculate on the seriousness or the extent of or how many there are, but I've seen I've seen some people that were not in full uniform. Let's get it started. Uh, All right. Uh, DeSales, six and two on the year. Uh, they're going to be at Shawnee. Shawnee, like I said, hats off to the Golden Eagles for for manning up and, and fielding the football team. DeSales' only losses came to uh, Fern Creek. And, and Cal, and Cal uh, a good team, never mind those two losses. This right. is a serious contender. This yeah. is, this one's going to be an easy one for the Colts.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and this is the kind of game that you were complimenting Shawnee on keeping the program up and going. And at some point during this game, they may say, "Why?"
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our when's basketball practice starts. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing about some – read a little bit of the Bluegrass Pre- – can I say that on the air? Bluegrasspreps.com. And there was a thread about how many winless teams are going to have to prepare for the playoffs Yeah. in the current state. Uh, a lot of them. Yeah. And, uh, well, there was a time I would have been glad to play in a playoff game because right. back in our days the playoffs weren't the big format they are now. It was a small no. select amount of teams that qualified. And there were teams on the outside that were worthy uh, competitors for a state title never got a chance to – Never got a title shot.
1: Back in my day, three teams from Jefferson County qualified for the playoffs. One team out of the city and two out of the county that played each other for the opportunity to play against the city champion. There were only three classifications in the state. Triple-A was the highest, and that was strictly Louisville and Jefferson County teams, and it was all of them. Uh, So, holy Cross. well, back then it was Bishop David, but Bishop David – DeSales, all of them were playing in the top classification of 3A. And then the rest of the state was divided into two classes, A and AA. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, I can't remember how they came up with the playoff format for them. But it couldn't have been very long because everything was finished before Thanksgiving.
0: And I, I think their 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 uh, championship site might have been different than Louisville. Louisville, was, uh, Louisville played
1: Louisville. at the fairgrounds, the old mm-hmm. fairground stadium. And, and uh, the other ones played elsewhere.
0: Probably at Stoll Field in Lexington. I don't know the answer to that. If you no, listeners I don't do, give us drop us a line at Old goat Radio at twc. dot com. I'm sure some Bluebird fans would know.
1: Oh, I'm sure they would. I mean, the the playoffs, as they it, somewhat as we know it today, started in 1959. So, yeah, where where did they play those early playoff games?
0: know Manuel won one state championship on their home field. Yeah. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> as odd as that sounds, it was played here against the Dewart Demons. Right. Here, of course, this was a big stadium. and still is a big stadium, capable of holding big playoff crowds. Yep. Seneca hits the road. They're zero and eight on the season. The the uh, Eastern Eagles at four and four, and it's a resurgent program. I think this one's all Eastern. I agree. And I look for better things to come from Seneca. Just I, do, I do too,
1: but they've got to get numbers in at the school.
0: Yeah, and and who knows what the the, the reasoning is behind that? Right. Sometimes the uh, word gets out in the student body that football's not cool yeah and it takes a little bit of time to say yeah football's good and we can win here join join us we can win look how quickly Wagner's turning it around absolutely it just takes a little bit of patience and leadership you can make it happen Atherton two and seven at Fern Creek eight and one and um like I said before this this team can go very deep into the playoffs this is going to be a probably a running clock situation for the Tigers.
1: This is. I, I agree with you on the game Fern Creek easily, but the interesting thing to me is this will be Fern Creek's final game of the season. They get the eleventh week of the season off to prepare for the playoffs. But with what they're doing, I I'd kind of want to keep playing the momentum that that yeah, they've built yep. up. The, what's the week off going to do to them? And I yeah. realize they have a game against a, a four seed from somewhere else to get prepared.
0: But. We we played them a very long time ago looking at the calendar. Um, practically two months yeah. ago we played them. But I had the feeling at halftime that that was a, that was a good team we were yeah. facing. Absolutely. That, that whole and they've proven it. Yeah. Uh, Butler 2-7. and seven, They go over to Thomas Moore Stadium to take on the St. X Tigers at 5-3. and three, And that's a deceptive 5-3 and three record.
1: Boy, you got that right. Uh, they've lost to Central, Mail, and Trinity, and played everybody pretty within tight. five points.
0: Yeah. Within five points, and. I'll, I'll say it right now, Central probably is going to win a, a, a 3A title. Yeah. And the money out in Vegas, you would know, Buzz, you were just there last week. The money, 6A favorites is going to be the Shamrocks or the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely. And the Dark Horse could be the St. X Tigers well, on a that, right night.
1: Well, I, I think they'll have something to say about it. They've proven it. They've played male tougher than anybody has this year. They've hung the only loss on manual. And uh, and they did that convincingly, by the way. So – I. A number one, I don't believe Saint X is going to have any trouble with Butler, and this is good going to be preparation for them. They'll probably work on some things that they'll need during the playoffs. So, and and, and this is an important game for them that they can't take lightly because depending on the outcome of the male manual game, it could determine whether they're co district champs or not.
0: And we, there's a lot it, – it, boy, my eyes light up when you say that because I'm thinking a three-way tie, We, you know, we'll have to look at that old point system to see how that all shakes out. Yep. But, boy, the idea of us coming away with the district crown would be delicious.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure, again, with the point system how it would work out. My guess would be that if they finished in a three-way tie, that St. X would get the third seed, just a guess. And then yeah.
0: put them on the road against uh, yeah. the Ballard Bruins. <laughs> Anybody within the
1: KHSAA who happens to be listening to us, old goats, uh, let us know what the uh, what the factors are as far as the tiebreaker and all of that. But. Uh, uh, it, at Old Goat Radio twc. dot com.
0: The uh, no no offense to either of these teams, but the idea of playing J Town or Eastern in the first round versus Ballard is a very appealing. <laughs> yes, for a number of reasons. One, we can get into the press <laughs> box and call a game. <laughs>
1: Boy, that's for sure.
0: Valley on the road to uh, Breckenridge County. They're five and three on the year. Breckenridge County. They are the Tigers. Only two and six. Uh, yeah. If this was gonna it's gonna be the Vikings. They're gonna clinch a winning season.
1: I think you're right, Dave. I think Valley wins easily.
0: And then the John Harden Bulldogs, five and three. Uh, they travel way up Dixie Highway uh, to visit the Western Warriors at three and five. I think John Harden, uh, they win this one and they probably seal a district championship.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking John Harden in this one. I believe it'll be close, but I think John Harden wins.
0: Southern three and five against Doss three and five. I don't think this really has any deep Playoff significance, other than how they stack up, but I'm going to go with the Dragons.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Dawson this one too. I, I just haven't been really impressed with Southern.
0: More three and five against Wagner, four and four. Now, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I thought, well, well, this could probably be a pretty competitive game, but something's going on out there in St. Matthews. And it's not the Shamrock's wearing pink jerseys. Yeah. This this uh, Wagner team's got it going. I, th- I think that they've hit their higher gear quicker than a lot of people gave them credit for. Going with the Wildcats.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Wagner too. But I'm, I'm thinking that this probably has the fourth seed for the playoffs on the line
0: mm-hmm.
1: out of this district. Because I, I'm pretty sure you've got Central. Well, I know Central and Henry County are, are going to be the one and two seeds. Bardstown's got to fit in there. But, so they're probably the third seed. And and with that, I'm thinking that these two teams probably are battling it out, and the winner of this game is going to the playoffs, and the loser is going home.
0: Well, what are what kind of implications uh, the the last second miracle victory Wagner over Henry County, previously undefeated, yeah. Henry County will yeah. have how that how that breaks out. Uh, well, but of course Wagner suffered some losses in the district before they, that. They
1: have <laughs> they they lost to Central and they lost to Bardstown, so, so they're, they're, they're 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 out good. of they're out of the possibility of winning. The district championship, um, certainly, if if Central wins and Wagner wins, then you're looking at Wagner maybe being the number two seed. Uh, I don't I don't know Bardstown's overall record. If they've only got two losses in the district, now you got a three way tie, and how that's, that shakes out after that. Is that's what makes
0: say. it so fun. Oh yeah, that's what makes this thing so interesting and makes high school Sunday show entertaining. But I, you thinking. I, I
1: believe know. Wagner gets to the playoffs on the strength of a win over Moore.
0: Fairdale, four and four, they, they've started out – the last few seasons they've played – the first month is just brutal, the teams that they've scheduled. Yes. But they've they've righted the ship at four and four, and they're going to go over to Iroquois three and five on the year, and I think the Bulldogs get it done.
1: I agree with you. I think they're going to beat Iroquois and uh, finish out the season on an uptick.
0: Eminence, they're playing 500 football, and they'll come to Louisville to take on Holy Cross at four and four. Got to like the, uh, the Cougars here.
1: Yep, I'm picking the home team here.
0: And then Washington County, also four, four, four and four on the year. Comes to Cal, six and two. I like the cruise, Centurions. Centurions,
1: yeah. I, I, Cal, I think, is building up for a playoff run. If they can stay injury free, they're going to have a lot to say about that single A championship.
0: And Trinity, eight and one.
1: Double A championship, excuse me,
0: mm-hmm. folks. Trinity eight and one goes. Up to, this is an old time rivalry with the old four A football in yeah. Jefferson County there was four districts. It was Trinity and Ballard every year, and they would usually finish one and two in the district.
1: And they're going to again this year. And
0: yeah, some things don't change <laughs> since they they split up the so called super district. They moved Trinity and Ballard back in the same uh, bracket. Yep. Uh, Ballard five and three on the year, but I, I think the Shamrocks are too much.
1: Yeah, I think Trinity's going to win this game, and Trinity's going to go rolling into the playoffs as well. Again, this will be Trinity's last game. They'll have the final week of the regular season off to prepare for the playoffs.
0: Central 6-2, and two. they're going to have to hit the road, go up I-71 to take on those Henry County Wildcats. At seven and one, this will be a monster game.
1: Yeah, I, this I, I would expect that all of Henry County will turn out for this game, and I and I think that's good. It's good for for football. Henry County could very easily be going into this game undefeated. They still have an opportunity to win the district. To win over Central gives them gives Henry County the number one seed, and uh, certainly would propel them big time into the playoffs. However, the Yellow Jackets I, they boy, live for these yeah. games. This is the kind of game that they get up for. I understand it's on the road, and any time a Louisville team leaves the friendly confines of Jefferson County, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. I think Central's going to have enough to overcome it. But I believe, you know, probably most of the folks in Louisville figure, well, Central's going to go down there and walk all over Henry County. and uh-huh. I just don't think it's going to be that way. I think those Henry County boys are going to be tough, but Central's going to pull it out maybe by a field goal or less.
0: I got to go with the Jackets. You, and one thing that sticks out to me, is this score twenty to seventeen? Hmm, and that was over. we saying X, and that, that I thought, boy, you talk about credibility. Yeah, that's a big absolutely. win. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Yellow Jackets, but I agree. Maybe not as it won't be the blowout people think yep. it will. So it'd yep. probably be within a ten point spread. Oh, there might be one game left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing this Friday night? Anybody you any plans or anything? Well. But I've got
1: uh, – you know, as as an old goat, I've got a place I have to be on Friday night. So
0: Yeah, they're just – yeah, I've already got some obligations. I'll have to <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, where does mail play? Oh, now it's making it. – okay, yeah. Mail 8-0, number one in the state. They won that uh, national seven-on-seven uh, passing league championship down at Hoover, Alabama. I'm not sure where they ranked nationally this week, but this is my introduction to the male Bulldogs there. I think the number three – Maybe by now the number two all-time winningest program in the country. And that would be the world, because who else besides America and Canada properly plays high school football right. by our rules? That's the male Bulldogs, and they come in here undefeated and invincible. They're coming down from uh, Mount Olympus to play the Manual Crimson's at seven and one on the year.
1: When was the last time the schools came into this game with such glossy
0: records, Dave? Uh. I think Mail came in pretty shiny last year. Manuel was at six and two. In 2013, Manuel might have been seven and two taking on an undefeated number one ranked male Bulldog team.
1: Yeah, I, I, so, I mean, with with one one loss between the two, um, I can't remember when there's only been one loss on the board for, for quite some time. Obviously, over the years, it's happened, and we know in 1988 they met the first time, and both were undefeated. undefeated. So it's uh,
0: 2001. Manuel came into the game 0 and 8 and 1, and I believe the male Bulldogs were also 8 and 1. Okay, on the, but, so that, well, that's, yeah, a that's a total of two, two, <laughs> two losses, So you're gonna go way by You'd be hard pressed <laughs> to probably find that. Yeah.
1: So uh, I mean, this it is what it is. It it is the old rivalry, and it also is a game between two really good teams. Now, you said mail is nationally ranked. Manuel uh, dropped a bit in their rankings after they lost to the St. X Tigers. And if you go by comparative scores in the games that are comparative, then for the most part you look at the Bulldogs and you say, well, they've got the advantage. This is another year for male And uh, it'd be hard to make an argument against that.
0: In my in my span as a manual fan, and I'll I'll say this, and a lot of people may disagree or agree with me, this series means more to manual than it does mail. And I think if you if you look at the years where they were even closely athletically matched, manual won those games. There's some seasons where mail just overpowered manual, but. Manual seems to want this game more. Boy, am I putting a lot of heat on my team or not? This, I've heard male people say, well, that's your Super Bowl. You'll act like it's your Super Bowl when you beat us. Well, it is.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd say this. I think Manual fans certainly uh, turn out uh, year in and year out. I'm not going to say every year, but year in and year out, you can look, and there will be more people on the Manual side. Although in today's world, with so many people wandering around on the track, around the stadium and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, it's really hard to say who's where you can look at colors but when they start mingling then you get what you get but um all in all i mean you've got you've got this male team that for eight games has proven what everybody said at the beginning of the season that they were the best team in the state and the team that would be the closest to them would be the trinity shamrocks and that game wasn't that close Mm -hmm. hard to go against the bulldogs
0: but we've heard this for the last three seasons. Yes. But that and then somehow they have stumbled. Granted, they lost in overtime to Trinity, the eventual state champ in overtime last year. Can't fault them there. No. They were undefeated going into that game in the 2013 season. They were undefeated coming here, and uh, they'd seized the control of the game early. They were up 14 nothing. I'll be honest with you, and probably if the Bulldogs are listening to me, I'm going to give them their best pep talk <laughs> they could ever ask for. Thought they let off the gas a little bit, and Manuel took control of that game for a while.
1: Yep, it's uh, a- and even last year, you know, it it came down to one play, and it was a simple little off tackle stretch play that turned into a big, big gain and a touchdown that were ultimately the winning points for the Bulldogs and. So how do you pick against the Bulldogs? Well, first off, you got to be a knucklehead like me, and I'm picking manual. (laughs) It's just – and it's it's not Homerism. There's just – I go by gut feeling a lot, and a lot of times that gut lets me down. Uh, But I just really think that this manual team has not played its best game this year. For whatever reason, they've come out in a lot of games and been somewhat flat. Yep. Uh, I don't think you can be flat in a game like this. Now, I don't have injury reports to know who's who's healthy and who's not as far as the teams go on both sides. You mentioned that you thought they were both banged up a little bit. Uh, but, you know, this is the game that whichever side of the ball you're on, unless, you know, your, your leg is dangling by just a thread because it's been severed, you're going to find a way to be on the field. And so I th- I'm expecting everybody to have all of their players out there, and uh, and I think it's going to be a good game somehow or another. Manuel's going to find a way to pull it out, just similar to the way that they pulled out the Pleasure Ridge Park game.
0: And uh, making, no, making no excuses for last week's game, but I saw a lot of guys who were not in uniform for that game, and hopefully they'll be back for this Friday night's game.
1: That's what I'm saying, but I'm going on record right now, picking Manuel to pull the upset and throw all of the uh, playoff schedules kind of in the trash to start over again.
0: I agree. I'm going with the Crimson's. It, it, uh, optimism, it, it doesn't cost any more to, to be positive. I think we can get it done. I agree. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Uh, tune in Friday night around 7.15 as Manual Crimson's face the male Bulldogs in the old rivalry. So for Kevin Cole, who's on assignment, Buzz Frank, thanks for listening and beat mail.